DevOps Shorts, DevOps Shorts, the show to listen to when your DevOps hurts. And even when you're going strong, it's short and sweet, so come along. Hello, folks, and welcome to DevOps Shorts, the show where we invite wonderful human beings to have a lightning-fast conversation about devs, ops, and other mythical creatures. The show where each episode only lasts 15 minutes and we're focused on asking only three questions. So it's short and sweet. Why? Well, because if there's one thing we know, it's that great delivery comes in small batches. And our guest for today is Adi Shaham Shabit. Previously, R&D manager at such companies as AppsFlyer and Lemonade, now EVP engineering at an early stage startup called Clear. Adi hates wasting time and making the same mistake twice. Hello, Adi. How are you? Hey, hey, nice to meet you. Nice to be here. Great. <laughs> Wonderful. Okay, it's a Sunday morning, and without further ado, we jump straight into our three questions. And the first question is concerned with love. So, ID, what I want to ask you is why do you love information technology? I have this assumption that you love what you do, but you're the only person who can tell us if that's right or wrong and how this whole thing happened. And uh, wait a second, I'm starting the timer, go. Um, so yes, I really like what I do. I think uh, in a way it was like my, my destiny. I was um, starting to write code as a little girl when I was uh, um, in elementary school with Commodore 64 and was this logo uh, programming language for kids with this turtle and like doing some stuff. Um, mathematics and statistics were always my favorite topics during the years and the way that you actually transform computer science is the way that you actually transform this theoretical mathematics into something that can do things in the world is, is like something that I really like to do. I think it's brilliant that you take this theoretical mathematics and um, some bytes in the machine and can create um, software that can change the world, can change the way people are working with each other, communicating with each other, uh, and like different industry. And we can actually see that today that that's like software is going to more and more areas than it used to go uh, in the past um, and, and making tremendous changes. Wonderful. So yeah. what would you say is the most exciting area where you see software making changes today? Um, so I, I see that actually going to like really old traditional um, non-high-tech um, stuff like constructions and uh, cities and uh, um, um, cars and and I think this is amazing. This is amazing to see this uh, transformation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're living in mm -hmm. an interesting time, exciting times. Totally. <laughs> so it all started back with a Commodore sixty four. Yeah, totally back then. Yeah. Wonderful. Okay. Yeah. And uh, fine, this was short and sweet. We still have leftover time from this question. More time for the blitz questions in the end. And let's go straight to the next one. Our next, next question <laughs> is concerned with DevOps. This is DevOps shorts after all. So mm -hmm. the question is, what was your DevOps aha moment? Again, I have an assumption that you had one. You'll tell us in a moment if you had one or had not. 
but the term itself is taken from the DevOps handbook. Uh, <coughs> each of the authors describes their own aha moment when they realized that DevOps is the right way to do IT because the old way of doing IT sucked. Um, now tell us if there was such a moment for you, Adi. Mm -hmm. And, I think it's uh, uh, oh, sorry. <laughs> Go. I think uh, I think it's a great question. I think uh, it wasn't actually like a moment in time, but more of this feeling that I got that things can work much better than uh, we are doing that. Um, when when I started to work in the industry, I saw companies delivering this on-premise uh, software that has like releases every few months, and then. Uh, the industry moved through the years to get more of a SaaS services that required more and more um, attention to uptime and uh, availability and not just the software itself, the, the quality of the software itself. <clears throat> and companies, not just startup, but also like large enterprises that still wanted to keep in the game and like have, um, be able to create new things needed to, to move faster. And, um, it was really obvious that this like wall between development and operation in the uh, whole development life cycle was not working well. Uh, I was I, I remember like many many incidents of this frustration of developers writing perfect code and uh, testing it really well in uh, the QA environment and then like delivering this installation uh, process to to uh, the operation and. Even the installation process didn't work because it was a different operating system or different like network architecture, and it was like useless and it was invested a lot of time in like something that created a lot of friction between the teams and I think um seeing it was obvious to me that um working together is is like the the best way to create <laughs> That's great. That's great. That's that's the yeah, live show. What's yeah, her name? So I think um, Michael Nigard in his book uh, release it was putting this like really nicely, saying it's not ready until it's deployed in production. So it means that you can write the perfect code and have like this amazing design pattern that you're using, or have like this really full coverage of automating testing but if it's not deployed and working well in production then it's useless because client will use it in production not in um, your QA environment and um, the way to create unified uh, teams was I think the best way to do it because then it makes developers more of more aware of what really happens in production what really happens to the system when clients are working on that when we have fluctuation of traffic and uh, things just happen. Um, so I think this is like, uh, was my moment. It wasn't a moment, it was more of a, a, a feeling. And then when I was having the, um, this ability to create team from scratch, it was obvious to me that teams need to be unified and uh, developers need to get responsibility of their own system and production and not just on the, the nice, beautiful code that they are writing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So did that happen like when you were working at LivePerson and then you went on to AppsFlyer and actually implemented this? Yeah, so in AppsFlyer I had this, uh, this privilege of creating the, the teams from scratch, so it was very good. I think I found out that that's the only way to have uh, like fast scaling and um, of both the team, the traffic and the business is like 
using extensive uh, automation and extensive monitoring and easy way to deploy things. So I think, uh, yeah, I learned like, um, um, I learned in, in from the real life experience that this is uh, the best way that uh, I think things can run. Wonderful. And we're right on time. We even have four Perfect. seconds left over from the question, <laughs> but only four seconds. So that was yeah. really great. Okay, Perfect. and we jump straight into our next question. This is my mm -hmm. favorite question, actually, because I like to call myself a software delivery futurist. Okay. <laughs> because I am in love with future. What can I do? And this is your chance to talk about the future i'm sure you have some thoughts about what's going to happen next and that's the question what's next for devops and the it industry you can talk about tomorrow about what happens in 5 10 20 years from now go yeah. wild your most uh, wild and daring fantasies we want to hear them all and i'm starting the timer go okay so um i think I usually don't like to predict the future because it's, um, especially in, in the industry, you see the things like where we are today and where we were in like 10 years ago is, is totally different. The industry looks different. Um, the software, how we work, how we do things looks totally different. So it will be like, I, I even if I will do like really wild guess, things will probably be much more interesting than what I can predict. But I think um, I will be very happy to see um, the the quality of the products look uh, different. I think quality of um, the way we test things, the way we actually make sure that things are working the same way in production is is doesn't like really changed a lot in in the last uh, years. And I think this is an an area that I would be very happy to see changing and creating more um, easy ways, not like th this whole friction way of like writing tests and doing simulation. It doesn't always look like uh, how it, the real life uh, would look like. I would be very happy to see disruption in that area. Okay, so quality is the way forward. Quality, yeah. I think quality in, in like the wide, like uh, more wide, uh, usually when we say quality, we mean how we tested the software or if like we did the real user like scenarios. I'm saying more of the, the wider uh, terms of quality because if we, created more quality software um, and the architecture would look more like it actually needs to look like, then we'll have more less um, um, production issues and less um, like uh, incidents in production or we'll be able to, to fix things quicker. That's mm -hmm. uh, like how I perceive quality. So more or less like, I don't know, Netflix way where you still get uh, movies even when the whole of the internet looks down, but... Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I guess, yeah, I guess this is a really good example, yeah. It's oh. like uh, making, making sure that the software will actually work really, really well and you don't have to be like really big uh, engineering team like Netflix to make it work really well in production. We see that a uh, very easy way to currently deploy things and like create uh, the, uh, the the artifacts and you can easily do CIC, implement CI/CD right now uh, with different uh, variety of software. I don't see I don't see like uh, currently ways to easily do uh, the same way for quality. Okay, so so we are getting faster, but we're not getting better. I don't think so. No, I don't think so. I, I would say that um, 
we, I usually live by the assumption that you cannot have a perfect quality and like I prefer to invest more of my time in having the best way to um, detect uh, incidents and like analyze things as fast as possible. So the time to resolution will be faster, but I would be very happy also to get things in, in better quality to uh, production. That's like my, okay. from my experience. Wonderful, wonderful. A very yeah. important insight. And we still have two minutes for some unexpected questions. So here goes, uh, the answers here have to be really, really short. Okay, if you, uh, oh no, no, that's not, you already said that. So what's in your eyes the most exciting technology outside of information technology, outside of IT? Um, so I'm really like, um, really excited about how new energy, uh, new ways to produce energy is currently moving. I see ways to produce energy from sun, that's like a long time ago, but also from waves in the sea and from like other uh, natural resources. And that's like really exciting. Okay, so really green like energy. That. Okay, that's wonderful. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. Have you ever thought of leaving the tech industry? And if yes, then for, for what, to do what? Um, so I, I, I think that always when I found myself like thinking if maybe it's about time to do something else, even just to move to do like more business oriented, uh, some like a uh, position, I always found that I just didn't had like enough challenges in my uh, technology uh, area. And I just like moved to new things or like try to expand my technology uh, stack. Okay. Always place yeah. for more great tech. Wonderful. I, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> Discipline or creativity, what matters more? That's a tricky question. I think um, it, like creativity is amazing, but I think like in, in um, you can't be really creative in, in areas like us, uh, like the uh, writing software or uh, uh, having something that is actually usable. I don't think you can be very creative if you don't have this like uh, structure, this discipline. I think inside the structure you can be very creative and like uh, it makes you enable you to be even more creative if you have this uh, structure. Mm, great. Yeah. And what's the one most dangerous threat to the existence of, of mankind? Whoa. Um. We hit, the bomb. <laughs> we hit the bomb. So I'll, I'll leave you with this wonderful thought. Wow. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay, Adi, thanks a lot for coming here. I thank loved you having much. you. A lot of fun chatting to you. Yeah, it was really fun. Thank you very much. Short and sweet. Thank you for listening and watch out for new episodes of DevOps Shorts.